Ghetto Blaster Magazine's Best Song Ever podcast. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? I'm good. How about you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm hot. Uh, I'm fresh off the hot off the presses. Unlike your, I don't know what you're I'm hot. Saying. I think I hot uh, off the presses of enjoying a really great Super Bowl. You watched that over, big game over the weekend. I did. Did you watch the big game? You didn't watch. No, the big I game. did not watch it. Is that a Peter AI... Griffin thing? No, it sounded it's like supposed... Peter... <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like Peter Griffin. If anything, I was just doing a generic like New York accent or some. It sounded more Bostony. Oh yeah to be game um <laughs> I, I have no clue but uh if if my work in any way resembles the great work of peter griffin then um i'm, I'm a lucky boy indeed uh but no i did not watch it a i don't have cable and uh i'm all streaming i'm in the future man i'm a future man like josh hutcherson and uh it, i just didn't really care and I feel like even people who cared didn't really care this year because it was the Patriots and the Eagles. And yeah, the I um, who cares? I am a big football fan, and I like. Oh, I mean, we don't need to get into the nuts and bolts of this, but I. So you like uh, big football? So you don't like the games when they got the little no little guys? In no, there. like the little tykes. Yeah, get out of here. Not interested. I want concussions, but no. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty big football fan, and I didn't really care about this matchup. And I ended up watching, and it was one of the best games in the Super Bowl I've seen. It was a very good game. Oh, okay. Why? Just so you know. It was high, what sco- made it good? high scoring, exciting. The uh, the enemies. The, the enemies? No. The, oh. the villains. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. The villains lost. Who are the villains? The Patriots? Yeah, the yeah. Patriots. Tom Brady. All yeah. like, well, marriage to Giselle. Well, fuck off. How about that? Yeah. Um. Well, that's good. I did the only... Obviously, the only thing I cared about was the halftime show. I wanted to see if JT was gonna disappoint, and um, it was it was interesting. Um, I feel like I was on his side. I was ready for it to be good because everyone hates this man of the woods. I like the song "Man of the Woods." I like singing the harmonies when I'm in the car. Uh, it's it's fun, and you know That's why. Fun. I think I like it is why it initially like grabbed me is the guitar part reminds me of alphabet street by Prince at one point. Oh, weird. And huh. you know, JT's whole thing is kind of ripping off Prince or trying to be Prince. Um, yeah. but then, uh, then he goes and does this, uh, whole like Prince tribute, which, uh, my girlfriend, you know, she does, uh, ABA therapy for children with autism and, um, sometimes the kids will have a subject they're like obsessive about and they'll limit them. Like you can only talk about it three times today. And so she was doing that to me and with me and Prince because, uh, so the listener knows I just, just got into Prince like five days ago and I'm fully obsessed and listened to 16 albums in the past week. I've read like most of his Wikipedia page. My brain is right now just an encyclopedia of Prince knowledge. And so my girlfriend's like, you can't, you can't keep talking about him so much. I'll give you three. And then he's unescapable. And like, we talked about Prince being magic and I watched the new girl episode he was on and they talk about Prince's magic, but seriously, like she gets in the car, Prince song is playing. Then 
JT does the Super Bowl thing and does a Prince tribute. Then we're watching Fred Armisen's stand-up special, stand-up for drummers, and Sheila E., Prince's drummer, is in it. And I'm like, you can't escape the Prince, man. But what did you think of uh, JT's Prince tribute? I mean, it was fine sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, what ruined it for me was I had read uh, something beforehand where they said, uh, they quoted Prince uh, where they said, hey, Prince, now you can do these like hologram performances with people that have been dead for a long time. Do you think you'll ever do that? And he was like, no, I think it's demonic. I would never (laughs) want to be a part of that at all. So that made it feel bad that he was like vehemently against uh, something like this. So and I, then I on didn't top like of that. it. And then on top of that, not only is it something that he would want nothing to do with, on top of it, Justin Timberlake's the one. And I watched this video find out that they had like some beef where Justin Timberlake made a short joke at one point. I was like, dude, you uh, don't make a short joke about Prince. What are you doing? He also uh as people say derailed Janet Jackson's career at the last Super Bowl he performed. Yeah. He's he then sang the same he song. He, he sang the same song that he sang when he ripped off uh, Janet Jackson. That titty out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, in this Super Bowl. And it, it's weird. Uh, like, they, he, I don't know. It was a weird decision. Like, why, why would you uh, point back to that? Yeah. It, I, it makes no sense. Um, but you know what? My problem with the Super Bowl halftime show, too is uh and i just it was very obvious because i feel like he tried to get a bunch of songs because you know he has so many hits from various stages of his career and so i feel like he was trying to cover all the bases and so it's like he starts doing suit and tie there's like a cool marching man and that's like my favorite just timberlake song because i'm not into that old school stuff i like the tennessee kid timberlake um old school and better. N- no and uh but no i think his problem is he's trying to hold on to that like party pop sound when it's not working for him i feel like but he's trying to shove too many songs and so they start doing suit and tie and i'm like oh this is cool and then right when he gets into it he starts singing another i'm like what you didn't even sing that one you just said suit and tie and the marching band played for a second and that's why i feel like he was just like half-assing some of the dance moves because he's like i gotta get to this next thing and he was just like running all around so i feel like to me it it kind of felt like he read all the reviews of man of the woods and he's like i gotta remind people that i've made other music besides this album so he just he just was like all right what what are my greatest hits and i'm gonna do all of them um it was weird yeah exactly and one last thing that i want to make fun of and then we can move on was uh i love it this is funny because it's like he's married now but they want like sex appeal and like oh, that's what a lot of his whole older music was so they just have like those women standing on the stairs did you see when he goes up and he'll just like go mm-hmm. dance over by them and the woman like touches his chin and then it's like they want him to be like sexually dancing with this woman but he's married so they don't want him to be grinding so there's like he was like behind her but there's like a foot in between them right and it was like the most awkward grinding and it's i like just if he's gonna be a married man just don't have the other women just let him move on from that stage of his life i remember having that same thought like when someone kind of grabbed his head towards them he kind of was like resisting and looking away like not meeting her in the eye 
And, and it was I like, I feel like they really wanted to make yeah. it clear. This is just for the performance. He's right. not cheating like, on Jessica Biel. We're being sexy, but not like yeah. too sexy. You know, we're not bringing sexy all the way back. <laughs> not all the way. But uh, so the let, we should probably get on. Yeah, we to, should probably to doing what we do. We don't talk going. about football or mm. or halftime show performances. If we did, I would quit. <laughs> yeah you don't even like football um no we play songs right yeah just how they play the game the big game we play the big songs so um, what we do here folks if you haven't heard before uh brian and i each pick four songs in secret so you're gonna hear our genuine reactions to uh what the other person is playing and you might hear me say lordy lordy barry gordy or brian might say papa likey um, and that is our stamp of approval. We uh, are saying that song really blew blew us away, and we love it and need it and feel it. So, without further ado, let's get into our first song. And before I do that, uh, did you watch the Super Bowl this weekend? Oh, the big game? Yeah. <laughs> are we starting over? Is this, uh, <laughs> are we in a time loop right now? I want to bring it up because um, the the first band that I'm playing is from Philadelphia, and I actually listened to this song because um, I saw a tweet where they said uh, they released this single the day after the Super Bowl. And they said, we want to release this in honor of Nick Foles, who is the quarterback, the backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I was like, uh-huh, these guys are fun. I'm going to check this song out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Plus, they should release it in honor of Nick Foles because uh, I don't know if you... So oh, boring. Who, who am I kidding? <laughs> of so course, bored. of course, you don't know this. <laughs> this is the first time the Philadelphia Eagles have ever won the Super Bowl. Oh, really? They've been around for a long time. They have been contenders. Yeah, I've They're seen good them play team. it before. I feel like they're a good team. Everybody loves them, especially in Philadelphia. Huge, rabid fan base. Some say they are psychotic. Uh, after they won the game to get into the Super Bowl, the police put Crisco on the street uh lamps so they wouldn't climb so the people in philadelphia wouldn't climb up them <laughs> that's hilarious uh apparently they're fanatics there yeah they're crazy um so anyway i really hope this is going to nick so this this song was released in honor of nick Foles, the quarterback who won philadelphia their first super bowl ever mm-hmm. and this song is is a incredible song it's a very like celebratory sounding rock song, and uh, it's the first song I've ever heard by this band, and I don't think I've even said the name of the band yet. You haven't. I've been waiting. This is a band called Hurry, and uh, mm-hmm. you're probably like, hurry up and yeah, tell I'm me who the, ba- like, what the band's name is. Take noise from their name, you know, right? Let's just shut up and listen to this song. All right? You good with that? Yeah. All right, cool. This is Hurry with the song Jamie.
nice. That was a good feel good, uh, nice, uh, warm, bright, feel good, uh, jangly rock there. And I feel like that's, uh, reminded me of a lot of the DIY rock that we're hearing a lot of today, but it seemed not very DIY and it was very crisply produced. And I, I thought it sounded really nice. Yeah. The, uh, the crispness, I, I the, said that weird. The crispiness? <laughs> the crispiness uh, made me think of Teenage Fan Club. and um, Totally. Which I love. I, I love that band, so I'm always you know, a sucker for great power pop, um, really great sounding guitars, uh, yeah. and wonderful vocal melodies wrapped around them. And uh, I thought that delivered, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like with like Teenage Fan Club Two would be a little hazier, um, you know. Whereas this, I don't know, everything seemed uh, front and center, and I liked it. It's yeah. like a style I've heard, but I feel like it was uh, produced a little different than a lot of that stuff usually is. Definitely, and you know, speaking of front and center, uh, I I would be remiss not to say something about the guy who was under center, AKA Nick Foles. Exactly. He should be happy that this song is about him. He should be happy about it. And also I forgot to mention one bit of trivia to you uh, about his Super Bowl performance. Uh, He's the first quarterback in history to throw for a touchdown and catch a touchdown in the same game. Oh, I thought you meant like he's at one end of the field throws it runs down there and catches it oh no but like that would be pretty impressive uh the play that they did was even more impressive you should watch it it was a trick it was a trick play he caught a touchdown pass and it was probably Uh, like the deciding play of the game they were tricky tricky. nicky tricky well yeah tricky (laughs) nicky and i was gonna say actually tricky dougie because he's the uh the coach is doug peterson but uh doesn't work no it doesn't work but apparently uh in the timeout before the play Nick Foles was like, let's do this play. Let's be tricky. And Dougie was like, all right. Uh, do you think uh, he could teach me how to Dougie, though? Uh, after winning the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles being such underdogs throughout the whole season, Dougie could teach you how to Dougie. Okay, good. No question. But seriously, Tricky Nicky, uh, we should uh, contact him and let him know because that's, that's some good stuff right there. That's For like a prime nickname. For sure. Yeah, You're welcome. We'll, we'll reach out to him. Yeah. So that was Hurry with Jamie from the album Every Little Thought, which is out February 23rd on Lamo Records. Speaking of Lamo, <laughs> let's head it over to Luke. <laughs> Not fair. Um Okay. Well, before I get into my first song, I just need to uh talk about the Comedy Central app first. <laughs> it's related i swear what (laughs) so i watch things on the comedy central app and it's it's terrible it always crashes and has Mm. issues but they're working on it they're doing their best guys but um they their commercials are always so loud like two Mm. times louder than the uh the show you're watching and they'll often play music and sometimes it'll be these weird music commercials where it's just like music and images and says nothing about who it is and then it just ends and i'm like what but um i'm watching it the other day and this one it was very loud still so i was like oh turn it down but i was like about to mute it i was like hold up this sounds real nice it was ultimate painting oh nice yeah yeah familiar with this band and i played um the proper ornaments last year Hmm. uh which has james horror from ultimate painting in it and uh 
yeah, they have a new album coming out. And like you're a fan of theirs, right? You listen to their past stuff. Yeah, yeah. The the last album they had I liked quite a bit. So they wanted to do something different than they did on Dusk, the last one, and they wanted to go more electronic. So they were like trying to do this, but um, they said like they felt like they were trying to more cater to what the fans wanted. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of lost track of what they were trying to do. And then they had to go tour. And so they were like, okay, we'll leave this for now. We'll come back to it. And then while they were touring, they decided we're throwing it all out. We're going to re-record something. And that's what I was reading. Now. I was like, this is not electronic at all. So that's weird. But um, so they came back and did this in two weeks. And this new song, because I've, I've heard them in the past and they're always doing some great guitar rock. But this was like, whoa, it feels like they're taking it to another level as if they're moving up, which is the name of their album, which is kind of fun because it's like UP ultimate painting up. it's like their band initials but it also they're trying to move up they're trying to uh go to a higher level and um we'll talk about this a little more with uh because it's kind of the theme of the lyrics explore too so let's take a listen to this this is not going to burn myself anymore by ultimate painting i turn myself inside out to give them something they can talk about i'm just quiet sitting Yeah. 
so lovely. I love their noodling guitars. So happy that they didn't like go somewhere that was not true to them as a band. They they stuck uh, kind of within their sound, but also I don't know. It, it is different. It was an interesting structure where um, you know, kind of towards the end there, they slowed it down right. and had a nice, uh, real peaceful outro of of a song. Um, I love his like the vocals are so endearing and they have uh, great harmonies going on uh, yeah. at the same time. And yeah, this is a band that interestingly enough their their album Green Lanes came out at a time where like I made an emotional connection with that album because I was actually listening to it a lot as I was painting our house, mm. which is funny because they're named their Ultimate name Painting. Is Ultimate so I saw that that album came out right around when we got our house and we were painting like every room in it and so i was like oh this sounds good and it was great to listen to while painting so they live up to their name yeah if you gotta paint put on ultimate painting it's you in the name. pretty much lived up to their name although you do have to be playing ultimate frisbee while painting for it oh, to man. actually be ultimate painting well yeah or just like throw the brushes to yeah a partner there you go. You frizz, know, it, frizz it over name just frizz over <laughs> you just gotta frizz the brush over yeah yeah um, frizz brush it and uh i feel like we as you talked about the harmonies and the there's two songwriter like front men and it's james Hoare and jack cooper and i feel like you hear their voices working uh well together and kind of the one voice is doing the run in the back but then i love the way the guitars work together because there's that one that's pretty clean and then one that's a little fuzzed out and they're just like trading off beats with each other i love just that's really what got me i feel like that that guitar sound i was just like yeah i really like this and he says in the beginning there uh i turn myself inside out to give him something to talk about and i feel like a lot of the lyrics i pick up on like sort of at his own expense doing things for other people like living for other people at at his own expense and being like i'm not gonna burn myself anymore i'm not gonna make myself a fool for you guys but then you could also view it in terms of like mental health like taking care of yourself better being like i'm not gonna not gonna let myself get to that point so that was ultimate painting with not gonna burn myself anymore from up which is out april 6th on bella union or you can catch that song uh, on the comedy central app during the commercials (laughs) It's going to be too loud, though. You're going to want to get that volume down. So I'm going to move to a band that this is their debut single. Like, this is the first single as this a band that they've ever had. And um, First impression. Yeah. Better be a good one. I, I feel like it will be. Um, this is a band called Barry. B-A-R-R-I-E. Oh, okay. I was like, that sounds like... The guy I'm referencing in my catchphrase, Barry Gordy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I hope that Barry will bring on a Barry Gordy. But, Hopefully. Um, Barry is the name of the uh, the lead singer of Barry. For being a debut single, it's such like a self-assured sound. Um, it, it Everything just sounds nicely tweaked together. Um, and we've talked a lot about Dream Pop on, on the podcast and uh, this, I feel like, is a uh, different take on it with a little more funk edge to it, actually, which is kind of fun. Okay. The band Barry is based in Brooklyn, and they have five members in the band, but they 
come from different parts of the world, um, from Baltimore, Boston, uh, Brazil, London, upstate oh, New York. I was York. like, did they make a all have to be from somewhere that starts with B rule? <laughs> right, from Baltimore, Boston, Brazil. Brazil. Um, no, I, I don't think that was a hard and fast rule. Well, but London. It didn't hurt. The whole thing off. And upstate New York, yeah. um, depending on, I guess, where exactly. Maybe Buffalo. Could have been Buffalo. I don't know if that's upstate. Um, I, I, yeah, what I don't know what upstate New York is. I've heard I've heard it so many times. I'm like I have no I idea. I think what it's a thing, about. but I think it's just like North New York, oh, whatever. But anyway, I I feel like you can hear the different places that people are from influencing this sound. So it's it's not just necessarily another New York band doing dream pop, you know? Because right. Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy knows that that is. Uh, overdone yeah kind of co-opting my catchphrase there but that's okay hey i had to do it i had to appropriate yeah. it from you all right this is barry with the song canyons i'm saying, very excited in the back
Unfortunately, Barry is not getting a Barry Gordy. And let me tell you why. Um, I thought that was great. And I love, love the instrumentals. I love adding funk to dream pop. That is a direction I, I like a lot. Um, however, um, and, and Barry had a lovely voice. I mean, she was great, but that voice, and it might be the way it's something that's filtered through. I feel like every electronic pop song, I hear that voice, which is kind of like a smoky female voice. And you, we were recently talking about kind of, uh, getting sick of male voices just the generic Mm -hmm. which like i just got a song this week that i was like this is great but this dude's voice is just so generic i'm not saying her voice is generic and i'm like like again she was great but i feel like every even um like leia that i played last week her voice is kind of like that that just that kind of smoky and then i feel like you put an effect on it that makes it easy even hazier and i just kind of zone it out. So I thought that was great, but I'm like, I've just, that voice is wearing on me. Cause I feel like I've heard it a lot recently. It just, the, it, the voice didn't take it to a whole nother level for you. Exactly. I got exactly. you. I got you. Um, I, uh, I like her voice. I do understand what you're saying about it being similar to other acts, and but that's what I want to say. Like with the guys we're talking about too. Yeah. It's not their fault. Like, they're just doing they're just doing their thing right it, it's just filtered through my experience they're just like oh i heard a lot of that but yeah but um i am i'm good like i think she has a good voice um and it doesn't it distract me from the rest of the song which right. i really do like um and mainly i think it's the introduction of that like the fun funky synth bass going on in the song yeah which i think is excellent and in that in that regards i feel like it was in a a whole other level than the dream pop type stuff we usually hear for sure but yeah it's their first song as a band together i'm very interested to see what else they have to bring to the table and i i'm totally willing to check my perspective so next new song from them i'm gonna I'm going to reevaluate things and see if I feel the same way. I think that's the best. You know, I feel like check your perspective is great life advice um, in every aspect of, of your life. Yeah, it was. I, I forget. I was telling someone about it this week and they were like, oh, yeah, I was checking my perspective because I'm like, it was just like a stupid thing I said. But I'm like, it actually is weirdly like something i very much believe in that <laughs> right. people should check for their perspective and try to see things from different points of view for sure yeah. i agree so maybe uh next time when you hear barry you'll check your perspective and will. become a better person i'll see so, my that was barry with canyons their debut single out now on windspear brian you hear that no it's the rumble of hooves coming over the hill in this field that we're filming that we're recording the podcast in we do this in the middle of a field and it looks like there might be a horde of horsemen coming our way with their erex drawn and you know this this sight is uh, enough to even make a seasoned knight tremble in his hauberk um i pissed my <laughs> My armor. Yeah, and then, just then, as if the situation wasn't dire enough. That was the sound of a dragon. I'll put a dragon sound in here. Not only 
you have a giant land force coming at you. But there's a dragon coming, and it's uh-huh. burning all your shit down. No. And do you know what this Why? is? This is the final battle in the War of the Duets. And oh, my I, goodness. mother of duets, am coming in to burn your loot train down. My Dothraki horde, Kevin Morby. You know him from the band Woods and his solo work. Great. Oh, yeah. Then, who's my dragon coming in? Oh, shit. It's Waxahachie, Katie Crutchfield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and do you know what they're they're playing? Yes. What is it? It's a cover of Jason Molina. Exactly. Who you told me about. Yeah, Jason Molina is incredible. Yes. So, safe to say the war of the duets is over right now when we listen to this. Have you heard this song yet? Uh yeah. There I think they did they do two? Mhm. So I, I'm not sure which one this I is. I did Dark Don't Hide It. Uh yeah, they're both great. Okay. I'm I'm excited to re-listen to this. I know yes. I'm excited for your downfall. So, yeah, we've we've had a war of duets going on for a while. Brian started it and then I've been uh, coming for his throne and we thought it might end last year, but no, it continued and now I'm bringing some heat. So, just let's just get into it and uh put put an end to this silly war. Uh this is Kevin Morby and Waxahachie playing Jason Molina's Dark Don't Hide It. I'm scared.
least the dark dawn had it. At least the dark dawn had it. At least the dark dawn had it. not over that was a very good song though um i think what you'll find is like you think i'm sinking in a lake you know you think like oh he's in armor he's probably gonna be drowning here and you know the episode ends with like my my hands outstretched kind of looks like oh all hope is lost he's gonna die and 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 all this stuff uh but you know i'm just gonna pop out of the lake that's all you, you no, know they're no you're not killing off brian yeah no uh no explanation necessary yeah. well there's an explanation it just yeah. wasn't a very plausible it one such a really explanation. i had no problem with any anything up to him getting into the water the fact that Bron could swim across the whole lake is what i had a problem with uh, but anyway uh that that's gonna happen but no this song very good I think I, uh, you're more like Tywin Lannister and you got killed while pooping. That's what I'm thinking is what happened here. No. <laughs> no. You no. think you're going to have some salvation? No, you died on the toilet. Let's face facts. No. <laughs> what What are you talking about? Um, uh, Can I talk about this song? Yes. <laughs> like, I, I want to. Is that okay? Mm, yeah. Okay. okay. That's okay. Um. I'm normally not a fan of covers, just as a rule, um, and there are exceptions to that rule. This is an exception to like the rule. Like song covers or covers of anything? Like you don't like car covers or like comforters or... Uh, song covers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I will say at first it started and I'm like, yeah, this, is, this sounds great. And then Kevin Morby starts singing. I love Kevin Morby's voice, but for a while I was just like, ah... Oh, Man, I miss Jason Molina's voice. And then it made me sad because I miss Jason Molina. Mm. And he, you know, such just such a great songwriter, great vocalist. But I, I think that like the uh, this these two songs are raising money for some sort of foundation related to Jason Molina, I believe. So I think that effect is good. And really what made me 
what converted me over to really enjoying the song once I kind of got past my own stupid feelings about cover songs was uh, just realizing that, yes, Jason Molina is an incredible vocalist, but they have two incredible vocalists on this song, and they both were doing their thing really, really good. When Katie Crutchfield came in, I was like, oh, yeah, there she is. Mm-hmm. Prime, prime time, Katie Crutchfield. <laughs> prime time Crutchfield, baby. Um, and we were talking about voices, but, like, they are two of my favorite voices in indie rock. They're very, very, very good. distinct, yeah. like, recognizable. Um, he's got the Bob Dylan thing going on. And then uh, Katie Crutchfield, uh, she just had a great vocal part on Super Chunks song uh erasure yes. and you know me a harmony head as we talked about earlier oh, <laughs> just yeah. typically i love singing her harmonies on that and yeah hearing their two voices together and in, in this i really loved but see i feel like you um had that sentimental attachment to jason molina whereas i'm not super familiar with him i've listened to some of him and i remember thinking wow this dude's really great when you sent me um an album of his but I feel like I didn't really have that comparison. I was kind of just hearing it as a new song. So that's always the way it goes, man. It if is. You, if you're attached to the first thing. And I know you've said that in the past that you just want to hear the original when you hear a cover. And and I really want to listen to the original now. Um, but again, I think that they, I think they succeeded. That was a, that was a good cover. And um, I think what threw me for a loop for a little bit is just that, like Jason Molina's voice is so emotive and like so emotional and Kevin Morby is kind of deadpan. And so like, and I really like his voice, but, um, when you're like remembering Jason Molina and then you kind of get something a little flat at the beginning, Mm. it's like, uh, it's a little, not as fulfilling as it just didn't take me to that, that net, the next level there. And speaking about remembering Jason Molina, that's really what Kevin and Katie wanted to do with this song is pay homage to a wonderful songwriter. There's two singles, Farewell Transmission and The Dark Don't Hide It, which we just listened to. And all the proceeds for that goes to Music Cares, which is a charity that uh, Molina himself was involved with and had history with. So it's for a good cause, folks, and it's some good music. So that was Kevin Morby and Waxahachie with The Dark Don't Hide It, and that is out now on Dead Oceans. You know, all this talk about Game of Thrones makes me kind of think about the Starks and how they've been saying for years the winter is coming, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh And Uh then it has come, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's here. No one can deny that. No, they cannot. Winter is here. The weather outside is frightful. Yeah, and you know, it, it also reminds me of like for years... People have been saying, you know what? The Winter Olympics is coming, you know? And they are now here. Are you so excited? The Winter Olympics Brian, is coming and it's no, here. No one is excited for the Winter Olympics. What? Who cares? Are you for real? They are the they are the redheaded stepchild of Olympics. No, I mean, <laughs> the Summer Olympics are better, but I mean, figure skating is great. You don't like figure skating? Wait, why are you laughing at me? 
You should like figure skating. You're like, bro, figure skating's cool, right? I'm sorry. Guys? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not as big of a bro as you. But figure skating is great. That's just what I was picturing was you like describing this to a bunch of sports bros. You're like, guys, figure skating's great, right? Am I the only one? So, um, you no. I mean, I I respect I respect all the sports. No, you don't. When I do, I respect that like the performance, like these people work so hard and then go out and do like push their body to the limits and do amazing things. I respect that. I just don't get entertained when I watch it. It bores me. Mm. You should try figure skating this year. It's okay. great. I'll give it a shot. Cause yeah. I did watch I Tanya and I mean, yeah. it's, it's cool. I um, mean, so I, I bring up the winter Olympics because the next band I'm going to play is from South Korea, which is where the Olympics are. Yes. And I'm going to say something right now that I feel like Uh-oh. your little pea brain is not going to be able to understand. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. South Korean surf rock. Wait, what? South Korean surf rock? Are you, you, you're not talking about California? No. Does not compute South Korean surf rock? Right. So in America, I feel like uh, we do this thing where like everything else is exotic and like nothing exists anywhere that exists here, you know? So like thinking of like surf rock in South Korea is kind of weird. But um, this band is from Busan, South Korea, which is the second largest city in South Korea. I'm familiar with it because have you ever seen the film Train to Busan? No. Oh, it's an amazing oh, uh, zombie film. Yeah, oh. it's amazing. Zombie, interesting. Yeah. Do they show like the environment of of Busan? No, because it's they're the trains going there, so they're uh, not there. They're till, just in yeah. the train. I right. gotcha. But that's um, just why I know the name of the city. And well, this the city is known for its beaches and mountains and temples, uh, and it looks just absolutely beautiful. It's a coastal city, and um, so. That's kind of why you can understand why the surf, the rock, surf rock comes from. Yeah, comes from. Um, yeah, you know they got beaches all over the world, Brian. That right, California doesn't have them all. I know, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> at, like we we get in such a bubble where like surf rocks just in California or wh- yeah. What I feel you. like also like our stupid American brains think about cities in um, other countries as kind of not being cities. It, they're just sitting normal right. cities just like anywhere else in the world yeah. and it's like i feel like yeah sometimes we forget oh is that like some exotic village no it's a fucking city with like just right. like we have here i know and i was i was looking at pictures and of i was looking at pictures of busan and it's just beautiful like it looks like a just a sprawling beautiful city like very colorful the architecture is interesting um they have cool bridges, and it just looks great. So I should go there on my next vacay. Absolutely, sir. Cool. Penciling in. Um, so the name of this band is Say Sumi, uh, and it's kind of a play on the... So it's it's spelled out like words, right? Say, sue, me. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the name of the singer is Sumi, S-U-M-I and uh so it's, so a, it's a little play on words it's a little there. play on words you know gotcha. they're they're being clever that's yeah. pretty cool they're like saying sue me right so sue me you know yeah or whatever um 
three of the band members have been playing music together since high school and um they have a really tight relationship and they were in a like a, a cafe and heard sumi talking and they liked her speaking voice and they were <laughs> like hey you want to be in a band together and she was like okay and then um turns out she's a really really good songwriter and i was they, lucky yeah right <laughs> um and so they they formed a band in 2012 since 2012, they put a couple EPs and a, and a full-length album out, so this is going to be their second full-length that's coming out. Um, so they've been making music together as a band for, for a while, and just recently, their drummer um, had a very bad fall and has gone through some sort of trauma and is not able to, and was not able to finish the album with the rest of the band, so... It's kind of uh, like half of the songs they recorded with their drummer that they've known for years. And then the other half they recorded with a a new drummer. And Mm. those songs are all about like missing him and Mm. wanting him to be better. cool. So it's very interesting. Yeah, the drummer is like the worst band member. It's the most physical, I feel like. Right, definitely. Um, And I... I worst said, band member to get hurt, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> not, not just the worst right. band member. So the album is called When We Were Together, and that alludes to them being all together. And they, you know, they obviously say, the current drummer we have, we like him a lot. You know, like, this is no, like, <laughs> they're not throwing shade on this right. guy. They they just, they've been together for so long, and they've known. They miss him. They, they miss him. Um, so this is the first song I've ever heard from this band. And I love it so much. It's been my favorite song for uh, for a couple of days. It's only been out for a couple of days. And you're not going to hear a ton of the surf rock on this. Um, they do combine 60s surf rock with like 90s indie rock. Hmm. Um, but this is a wonderful song. So let's just get to it. This is Say Sumi with Old Town.
Lurie Lurie Barry Gordy. Oh my. Hoo-ah. What a wonderful song that was. Sun-soaked and dreamy. Dreamy yet driving. I I liked that a lot. And uh, I feel like that's a style that, you know, we there's... I think of like your real estates or your wild nothings that that style is kind of rooted in surf pop, you know, it is just a dreamier version. Yeah. And I I actually heard it more this time. I'm like, wait, what was I talking about? No, there's a lot of of surf rock in there. Um, But I think I have kind of a negative connotation with surf rock. Well, that's what I picture like. Right, you right. picture the pulp theme, pulp fiction song right and, and it's uh, not like crazy like that but there there's a lot like the that guitar work is, yeah. is pretty surfy and the that ride symbol in the chorus yeah. i felt like it was very surf poppy but yeah that was great um and again like with the the first song we listened to the vocals were kind of hazy but um but i just feel like that that song uh yeah i don't know it didn't it didn't bore me at all it was uh a style again, like I said about one of your other songs that I've heard, but it was done in like a better way than I usually hear it on this. So yeah, that was great. I'm really excited about this album now. I, I know. thank you for telling me about them because I, this is very promising. You're very welcome. I'm also very excited and, uh, I have not, you know, this is the first song I've heard from them. They have a couple EPs, and a full length to go through before the album comes out. So I'm going to be diving in for that. And um, mm-hmm. this is, I believe, one of the songs that they recorded with their uh, original drummer. So, okay. uh, And I feel like the drumming was really great in that song. It was driving. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like super flashy or anything, but it was very fitting. I feel like just every piece of the song was spot on perfect for uh for what it is and yeah just super catchy you know kind of rocking but not like too hard i don't know it, yeah such a good song it made me think of uh wish you were here what you were talking about because you know pink floyd was talking about uh sid barrett and like a lot of those songs i believe and um he was it was like after he left their band so they were kind of wishing he was there just like they were the meaning of the song is actually something that I know you are drawn to as well. I mean, I don't think it's a little hard to pick up the lyrics and like the way the vocals are kind of put into the to the mix. I there. think I just wasn't paying attention because I was just loving it all. But um, it's about uh the it's about Sumi, and post college, a lot of her friends and support network are moving on and doing other things out of out of the. Uh, where where she's at and she's just why it's the old town Yeah, she's just so sick of this old town and Mm -hmm. um even though it's been somewhere that she has loved and has cultivated these great relationships it's kind of just become this place where it's like why am i just stuck in here you know Mm -hmm. and that kind of post-college thing of like your strong group of friends going their separate ways and not being the same as they have been uh, and I feel like you have said that that theme resonates. Yeah. Well, and that's like, uh, makes me think of Bonnie Dunes album, which is similarly mm-hmm. like sort of sun soaked, but the, uh, the lyrics are kind of heavy and, um, yeah, kind of sad sometimes. So that was say Sumi with old town from when we were together out April 13th on damnably and electric muse.
So I feel like that song stylistically sets up my next song uh, pretty well because it's kind of in that dreamy style a little bit, but I feel like I was listening to this song and I was not expecting to like it as much as I, I was like, okay, yeah, I got kind of got it figured out, left it playing, and then I was surprised uh, pretty quickly into the song. It, it takes a bit of a turn, and I was quite delighted with what I found. This is a song from a band called Soccer Mommy. Oh, I, I, I feel uh, like I I knew that you knew them. Yeah, which which one are you going for? I'm going for cool. Yeah, yeah. So very you've heard good, it. great. I'm I'm a big fan of this song. I'm also a huge fan of uh, Dog or Your Dog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The other single is great too. So uh, yeah. this is for the the uninitiated. Soccer mommy is Sophie Allison. Uh, she's a nashville native only 20 years old which i was like this sound is wow. just like she's a little really nailed kind of young to be a soccer mommy yeah right like her kid has to be at least probably like five years old and what's the I guess it's possible like when you think about the mathematics of it i think if it's she, just a band name Brian. if she had a kid when she was 15 she could be a soccer mommy see like say sue me they don't actually want people to say that they are suing them that's How just, do you it's know? just a fun How band do name. you know? I guess Good so. question, sir. But I'm thinking she's just a uh, normal 20-year-old person. So having a kid when you're 15 is not normal. Is that like that's that's not something um, that you uh, would ascribe <laughs> to like <laughs> I just uh, normal human I, behavior. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what, no. what is do you find that to be terrible? Mr. Morality Police. Okay. All right. I'm going to need you to back down. Sorry. Over here. <laughs> I blacked out there no, for a second. No, I, um, 15-year-old mothers, I support them, and, um... Financially? <laughs> if if they need it. Okay. This is weird. Anyway, this is... It is. Why'd you have to do this to me? <laughs> I don't know. Your face is turning all red. Is it? Because yours is beet red. But, no, she's not... A, a true soccer mommy. In fact, I don't know that I've ever heard that term used anywhere <laughs> other than her band. So fair point. Fair point. Um, but she uh she's been putting out some stuff on Bandcamp and uh, did collection last year, which was just a collection of these like bedroom pop tunes. But now she's uh doing her her official debut clean, and um, like like I said, it was it's kind of this dreamy style, but uh it's on a, on another level all right so here's soccer mommy with cool
You know what's really cool? What? First of all, that song is cool. Second of all, I feel like it's cool when Papa Likey's a song. I was going to say, Papa Likey's are cool, so how about you give one? I'm going to give that song a Papa Likey. Absolutely. Yeah, that song's great. Um, I heard Your Dog, and I, I really enjoyed it, and then I heard this song, and I'm like, I need to hear this album now. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Uh, I love the chorus of that song. And also just, I have felt that way before, like looking up to someone who's just such an asshole. Like, I'm kind of like, man, I wish, (laughs) I wish I could do that. Like, it would be so nice and it would save me like anxiety and like overthinking things if I could just not care and just could be an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I I don't know that I'd necessarily really think that, but sometimes I'm like, man, I just, I wish I was them. Right. But I feel like it's kind of, uh bittersweet and i'm not sure if that's what she's trying to communicate that it's like you know it's always better outside looking in than actually being in it um yeah kind of reminds me of the song the socialites by dirty projectors where amber kaufman's like looking at this amazing woman and wishing she could you know kind of be her like fantasizing living in her shoes but yeah um i i had this album sent to me a while ago Mm -hmm. and I totally slept on it. And I was like, uh, listening to this song. I was like, how did I, how did I miss this? I should have been paying attention, but I love how she starts the song kind of like, you don't know what's going on. That Mm -hmm. guitar parts kind of like disorienting and before it just busts in. And then that whole, uh, slowing down part at the end is so just weird and unique and cool. And I was like, damn this is not only does she got catchy melodies and good guitar licks but she's messing around with some some cool production tricks as well so cool cool it's it is cool that's that's the takeaway so that was cool by soccer mommy from clean out march 2nd on fat possum which is like that's a mean title why got fat shame the possum okay
I'm all right with it. He's getting by. I'm all right with it because can. that possum. <laughs> Have you seen the possum? Yeah, I'm it's looking bad. at him right now. He's going through a garbage can. He's trying his best, guys. He is not trying his best. He could try way harder. We're he also could avoid... it's a male possum. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I don't want to fat shame a woman. Okay? <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, women can be possums, too, guys. That's the point of what we're trying to say. Yes, ab- absolutely. They can be. Um, this <laughs> This talk about being like very insensitive is is pretty fun uh going into my next song oh yeah which is a lot about sensitivity um this is a another guy that i have not heard before this song a sensitive boy yeah brendan cook who records under the name star child and the new romantic uh actually the new romantic is his is his band now but um that sounds familiar he um so He's collaborated with uh, Solange. He actually went on the Seat at the Table tour. Whoa. Which, that's so I a, maybe saw him at Mopop. Yeah. you Very possibly. Um, that's a credential. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's a huge, a huge credential. Um, but he is now, um, you know, he recorded some solo stuff before and then kind of worked with other people, has come back with a new sense of focus, and it has put together... Uh, what seems like a very strong album so i'm excited to check this out as well uh he really plays around with sounds of funk electro and r&b but while operating under his motto which is my sensitivity is my strength so Mm. he uh he felt growing up that sensitivity is something that is looked down upon and he wanted to envision a world where the sensitivity and softness aren't shamed, but they're celebrated. And um, I think that shines through yeah. on, on uh, the sound of this album. As a fellow Sensi, I appreciate that. I can't take credit for that term. It's from Scrubs. <laughs> Sensi? Yeah. That's, good. That's what JD calls himself. Uh, JD, he's a good guy. He would like this song then. I bet he, he would. If he's a Sensi. Um, hey, Braff. Listen up. Yeah. And I mean, Braff probably likes uh, the three albums that Starchild has said influenced him the most. Uh, Janet Jackson's Control, Michael Jackson's Bad, and Prince's 1999. Oh, dude. you Now you know you're speaking my language. I was like, two Jacksons? Two Jacksons and a Prince? Two Shut Jacksons up. and a Prince. Uh, yeah, so specifically 1999. You have recently gotten into Prince. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that one? You like uh, 1999? 1999 is good. It was him gearing up for Purple Rain. I feel like Purple Rain and 1999 are like the most poppiest mainstream 80s pop. But you know they're still wacky because it's Prince. Oh, yeah. Very wacky. Um, and this was the first time that he recorded in the studio with a band like he before he would kind of layer things on top of each Mm -hmm. other and he just felt it gave the more cohesive and expansive sound than he could necessarily do on his own so i'm interested to hear what you think about this song i'm excited do you want to listen to it i do all right let's listen to it this is star child and the new romantic with language
Gotta give that a lordy lordy berry gordy. Yay. Uh, unfair advantage. You t- you're playing on my Prince obsession, but it worked. And uh, I liked how his voice was much lower than uh, MJ and Prince, but we still got a high-pitched scream there at the end. Um, yeah. But that was great. Uh, it it built in an interesting way where I feel like there was already a lot going on from the start, but then little uh, things would get built on top of that, and it all just moved at a great pace, and I loved his vocals, and just that whole composition was amazing. Uh, the part that really reminded me of Prince was that that little synth that was like <laughs> yeah yeah that very very princey there um what i what really kind of set this song apart to me was like the piano in it um because a lot of times you know you have like synth going on and stuff yeah. but this had like really well played piano on top of it which to me was just a, a new kind of interesting sound layer right. on on this kind of funky spacey weird pop song and that's uh something i was thinking about with prince why i feel like maybe i didn't understand him before or you understand the music so much before is because there's so much going on so i couldn't break down the simple structure of it because i'm like trying to listen to too many things and but i think that's genius and i love that style now and i'm like this this was really cool how there were a lot of sounds that you wouldn't think to put put together and they worked really well together. So that was Star Child and the New Romantic with Language from Language, which is out February twenty third on Ghostly International. All right, well, it's time for our last song of the show, and um, I'm gonna take us out on a high note. Uh, this. I actually was considering opening with this, but I ended up thinking uh, it might work better as a closer. And uh, I'm excited because this band I heard last year and I kind of forgot about them. And um, they were always kind of in the back of my mind of like, I need to revisit that band because I really liked that EP. And this is a band called Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever. Have you heard them? No. Sometimes abbreviated Rolling Blackouts CF. But they've had two EPs. Uh, the last one was on Sub Pop. So they're Sub Poppers. And, um, Wonderful. They're an Australian uh, band. Just great jangly guitar rock. And uh, their their EP, The French Press, I loved last year. And I was considering putting it on my year end. But I think I canceled out EPs, which I'm not sure if I'll do that again this year. But then uh, they had this new song, Mainland. And it's it's a lot of fun. And so I'm excited for you to hear them and get into this band because they're really great. So we're going to go out on Mainland by Rolling Blackouts, Coastal Fever. Sub Pop has teased that this is going to be a big year for them. So there will most likely be an album, but no word of it yet. So uh, we'll look out for that. What a tease. It's they're teasy. And um, so... Right now, just go check out Mainland that's out now on Sub Pop. But first, let's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. All right, first up, Ezra Furman. This is the one I'm I'm so excited for. Transangelic Exodus. I played him on the pod. Uh, MGMT, Little Dark Age. Played them on the pod. They're neo-psychedelic, dark, whatever the fuck you said before. Uh, Sunlux, Brighter Wounds, shouts to all three of them. Those are going to be some fantastic albums. What do you got? Uh, 
I am interested in checking out this album from Havdi. Uh, I'm sorry, Howdy. They got two V's. Howdy, yes. But don't they know it's a W, not a double V? Yeah, like all V's are traverches. Silly guys. Um, that album's called Cranberry. It's, it's slow and pretty sounding. Yeah, so, um, I've I'm, heard some of that's good. I'm, I'm pretty interested in that. And also, uh, the Black Panther uh, ah. soundtrack. That was about as good as my dragon noise. <laughs> which, <laughs> which was curated by Kendrick Lamar. And uh, there was an awesome Kendrick yeah. Lamar and SZA song. Mm-hmm. It and was video. Sizzling, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I uh, also enjoy the one with Kendrick in the weekend. Um, and also the uh, the incredible video of kids finding out they're going to see Black Panther just <laughs> dancing in a school or something. It's incredible. Look yeah. that up. It's it's it'll make your day. Make your day. All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. Uh, as not going to do it. Not going to do it for us? Oh, <laughs> not, we're going to keep the show going? Down? No, I think we're going yeah, to we shut it down. Shut it down. Um, as always, head over to gotablastermagazine.com and check out our beautiful site there. And follow us on uh, all your social medias at Best Song Ever Pod and subscribe and write us a review on iTunes. For Ghetto Blaster Magazine, I'm Luke LeBen telling you, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is the best song ever. Wait up.